0: Hi, I'm Matthew Rossi from Wow Insider, and you're listening to Made of Fail.
1: I'm I'm done with the new music. Hip hoppy wop pop. Made of fail.
2: We were unpopular before it was cool. Come on, let's get this gay show on the gay road. Back off, man. I'm a scientist.
0: It makes sense now. Yeah,
2: it's not falling into place. Of
1: course that place is nowhere near this place. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not made-a-fail. This is Made of George, episode one, and this voice is actually surprisingly easy to do. I don't know why people have a problem with it. Um anyway, welcome to Made a Fail episode, whatever. Got a great episode for you this month. Um I'm joined by our returning champion Matthew Rossi from Wild Insider. Hello. Actually, you know what and I was
0: tell you before you introduced hmm. I used to call, I used oh. to be in a band back in the uh, back in the, the old days when I was a lot thinner and a lot younger, and uh-huh. we, we did mostly you know Slayer covers and stuff, heavy metal. And I, I discovered the easiest way to do that voice is to think of Cookie Monster, because <laughs> it's, it's it's really the easiest way to do it. It's like a Z is for cookie. That's good enough for me.
1: Hello, words. <laughs> um, Actually, I don't even need to do that. I could just do this like this because yep. I don't need to think about anything. I just have the natural gravel going. Yeah, that's
0: actually kind of a the, that sounds like you've got like the throat node from. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't have a throat node. So I have to
1: kind of force it. I mm-hmm. can't really do this. It just sounds like I'm talking like a bee.
0: So like natural auto tuning nature's auto tune.
1: Okay. Also joined by uh, our favorite British person, well actually no, he's not our favorite British person, he's one of our favorite British people, because we have multiple now, uh, Gav, Hello. from, uh, um, ah. actually what are we promoting for you, I am on tasty. yeah, Trodugan is Tasty, yep. IWC Chronicles, yep. Wrestling Wrestling and Podcast
2: IWC Chronicles. Today we've tasty the football and sports general podcast. Uh, we have Exposition Dump on a Sunday, which is movie reviews and all the rest of it. And uh, actually, George, I need to ask you a question. When is this due out?
1: Um, should be by the end of either the end of the month or beginning of the Sweet, next month. Sweet, then oh. by that
2: time I will be the new co host of Transmission Awesome.
1: Oh, nice. Yes.
2: Uh, Chris Larios, Rollo T has been putting it together in secret. Myself and Chrissy Diggs have been brought in uh, that chick with the goggles. Um, oh, nice! To reboot uh, Channel Awesome's favorite podcast. Uh, so the, yeah, this, the first episode should easily be out by the time this one comes around. Uh, first episode is uh, Maida Fail's favorite, Linkara.
1: Oh, that's a trifecta right yeah. there! Awesome, 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 awesome. We are rolling. I yeah, I, I know we want wanted to get uh, that chick in the goggles for a while, so. We uh, For big
2: things. I'm promoting everything. Promote I am all the things. Man. <laughs> and this is like this is only the second time I've ever been a guest. If I have to, if I want to get on podcast, I've got to host the damn thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you're busy enough, that I don't think you need to. <laughs> all right. So, uh, gentlemen, um, before we get into the fun stuff and the nitty gritty, uh, we ha- have to go ahead and talk about something uh, very serious that just happened today. Um, And it kind of leads into our topic. There was a shooting in California today. Elliot Rodger shot from a uh, BMW in Santa Barbara, California, at students near uh, UC Santa Barbara campus. And he fired on seven women. He posted a manifesto on YouTube uh, on which he claimed that he was a, well, not claimed. He said he was a 22-year-old virgin uh was never has never been apparently I, as i'm reading this girls have never been attracted to him he doesn't know why
0: well i got to tell you dude n- that's not going to help Uh women generally fucking hate it when you shoot at them yeah
1: and, uh, as a general rule I,
0: I part of me is trying to be comedic here to to distract myself from the fact that this is yeah. the, you know th- this is you have just proven that they were absolutely right in every conceivable way to reject you. Yeah. So, boo-hoo. See, take, it, take
2: it from... Uh, let me, uh, okay, uh, I've read the story myself, and he describes himself as... He, he goes on to describe himself as the perfect gentleman, the ultimate nice guy. Yeah. Trust me, take it from the ultimate nice guy. Going around shooting people is not the way to go about it. <laughs> I am 31, I just... and I am still single. I am still in the exact same situation. I have had God knows how much shit with women, but Jesus Christ... I never once thought, you know, what I should do. I'm going to go climb a clock tower.
0: I, I saw, it, like, a friend of mine was actually talking about this today, and she made a really good point that it comes out of people thinking they're they're owed something. Yeah, yes. That you're owed a woman, that you're owed happiness, that you're owed contentment. It's like, you know, I, I dude. Here's a, I'm going to tell a quick story here. I was 24 when I had sex the first time. I it happened on a trip to England, of all places. I was spending. I was spending a year studying at the University of London. So, it, it it happens when it happens. If you're the kind of person that thinks that the universe owes you a girlfriend or anything, no, women don't exist. They weren't put on the earth so you could get your rocks off. Yeah. You might. Here's an here's an notion for you. You might never have sex. That mm. it, it yeah. is possible to go through your life and not have sex. Some some people don't even like sex other people do and obviously that you're a little obsessed with it and that we can blame that on a lot of things but this just there's no excuse and no justification for it but more importantly it's like we're not even going to treat it right we're not going to look at we're just going to say he's insane and disturbed and move on we're not going to look at the fact that we made a society where this jagoff thinks that people owe him you know vagina access just because they have one and he wants it
2: it's like he spent too much time watching things like American Pie and Porkies and all that sort of shit. Gone. Oh yeah, I doing that.
1: Well, actually, there—he's uh, using uh, language that uh, is very common with the men's right yeah. uh, movement. Oh, um, those
0: fucking.
1: Yeah, those jackoffs. Uh, basically, we're three white males. Mm. We're essentially. Um, we're the ones that got allowed to complain. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: It's like, you know, okay, I, I want the extra points for, check, okay, and yeah, yeah I got everything. I'm, do, I'm doing pretty good, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> society really does. White, heterosexual, male, uh, I'm here. Society
0: yeah. really does seem to think I, that it owes me something. Now that I've, yeah. yeah. What, what's the What's the current jargon? Like, the lowest difficulty setting? Yeah, I think that was much.
2: Scalzi pointed it out. Playing, I just, playing life on easy mode.
0: It's just, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't had shit happen in my life. I could, t- I could sit here and list all the different ways I've almost died. And you'd mm-hmm. be like, really, <laughs> mauled mauled by a raccoon? 14? years Dummy <laughs> rocket. But in all sincerity, I mean, the the idea that you know, at twenty two, yeah. that you're like, you know, yeah. you're you are not even freaking done yet, kid. You are. Mm. I know you think you're an adult because four years ago, you you know, they started letting you drink. I guess they, do they let you drink or let you vote. I don't even no, know. It's wouldn't, wouldn't know.
1: vote. vote. Yes. Yeah. But Vote. You have to be twenty-one to drink, and, and so you, like, yeah, go. you
0: started drinking last year, and now you think well clearly. I'm, you know, life is over because I have no, no. See, that's the
2: difference no. in the UK. You've already been drinking since you were twelve. It's bored, boring. By the time you have to let you do it,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember actually when the first time I went to England, I went as a part of a, a modern architecture class that I was taking. We went over for the summer, and we were all like sub twenty-one, and we were like the first week it was like woo, drink constantly. Then we realized English. English people drink, you know, like they get a pint and then they drink it over the course of an hour with some food. Americans are like, pint, 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 pint. Holy shit, I've drunk eight pints of beer. (laughs) I have to eat so bad, but I can't walk in a straight line. This was a mistake. Again, I'm telling jokes here because I really can't, I honestly can't wrap my head up. Yeah, yeah. the the, the
2: thing is as well, the the main problem is this isn't, you know, we still don't know the whole truth. mm we're, we're, we're no, we catching don't. the sensationalism I mean I've seen I've been looking around myself and I've seen every single every single news story seems more concerned that
0: his, his dad is pseudo famous I don't give a rat's yeah. ass if his dad is pseudo famous I care that he shot seven women
2: yeah, yeah. That, that has absolutely no bearing on anything whatsoever and anyone that tries to make any sort of link to movie violence and all this sort of shit through this go boil your heads seriously
1: well and it Sadly, it is the perfect transition into what we're going to be talking about, which is the barriers of um, fandom that others have to go through. I will say one
2: more thing as well. Yes, it's a valid point, but don't use this to start the whole gun debate again. It needs looking into, yes, but don't just bring it up every time there's a shooting or something like that. If you want to sort it out, don't use these as a sensationalism. Don't use this, this at all. Is,
1: yeah, look, there's a lot of points that this is going to need to address, not just one. Yeah. So this is a nuanced situation, it's, and it's a nuanced world. We need to treat it. Here's as my such. thing: yeah. is
0: I'd be totally okay with starting the gun debate again, except I've seen what we do with the gun debate, and yeah, I don't, I don't need to see yeah, that see, anymore. There's, there's a problem when your
2: rug, uh, you know, the one you keep sweeping shit under, is now getting burned by the light bulbs.
1: <laughs> That's. It. I, I'm going to steal that. Uh, okay, so we represent uh, some very different fan bases. Uh, Gav, you've got the rugby. I am all and the, uh... the fan
2: bases. <laughs>
1: you've got the warhammer,
2: uh, tabletop gaming, CCGs, and TCGs, uh, rugby, um, online gaming, <laughs> uh, offline gaming. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people. I've dabbled in everything, mastered nothing.
1: Okay, uh, Matt, you uh, you do uh, the. Wow, you also also a tabletop gamer as well. Yeah, um, comic books. Comic books. Uh, I'm also comic books. I also uh, i not going to say I speak for the LARPing community, but I've been a part of I've it. I've LARPed. Uh, okay, good. So, one of the biggest things that I think is a barrier is that it seems to be done by, you know, white males. Wearing fedoras the and nicknames. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Let's actually. I, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a big interview this week on Polygon. Um, There's an op-ed about... Do you guys know who Rob Pardo is?
1: Uh, sounds familiar. He's the
0: chief creative officer at Blizzard. So he's okay. the guy behind Hearthstone, WoW, StarCraft, everything. If it's got a creative component, he's involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. He uh, did a speech at MIT's Media Lab, and it was actually not a bad talk. And he was talking about diversity in game and you were talking about how blizzard approaches it versus other game companies and polygon the polygon piece the op-ed talked about how pardo basically said that their focus is on fun and gameplay and not narrative and that they don't really they just try to make games that appeal to the stuff they think is fun and they're not really about engaging with social issues and one Mm -hmm. of the things he said that was, was that you know he they know they're aware they have less women developers but they just don't get the applications, which recently someone did another thing debunking that, but we'll we'll talk about that later. One of the, the points that a lot of people made, and, and it's become a big deal in the WoW community, was that basically they're kind of passing the buck. They're basically saying, well, we don't really want to talk about social issues, but people aren't social issues. If your game doesn't have – we're talking about diversity and representation in the game world, which is what the players, the fans of the game want to see – They want to see it because they want to identify with it. Like if you love something, like we'll use something that isn't WoW as an example. Say you really love comic books, and you're a black kid. Who who are the heroes you look up to? Who are the people you can look at and say, "I'm like that"? Because that's one of the. Nichelle Nichols made this really great point when when Nichelle Nichols was on Star Trek. She met Martin Luther King, and she told him, "You know, I'm thinking about quitting. I, I have this movie role coming up, and I I really don't." I don't get a lot to do on Star Trek. And he was like, you can't quit. You absolutely cannot quit. You have to be on that show because you are on that show every week. You're not the maid. You're not a servant of any kind. You're a professional woman working alongside, you know, people of different races as an equal. And we need that. We need people to see that. That's the case with a lot of this stuff. Is it, The representation needs to be there because it allows people to identify with it, it allows them to feel like they're part of it. And we are not doing it. I'm
2: the the just... only problem with that sort of well, I understand that thinking. The only problem with it is that we've seen what happens, um, you know, in, in in comic books, in uh, in other forms of media. As soon as somebody says, "Oh, well, we should represent this demographic,"
0: well, that's exactly. No, that's exactly my point. You don't don't represent into... a demographic. Yeah. Don't make a character. That's the biggest. That's the flaw. They make characters that are women because they're women. Yes. Yeah. And that's the problem. Don't. One of the biggest comic books that came out in the past couple few years in terms of people debating the, the storylines mm-hmm. of it was Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Batwoman was extraordinary because they decided to make this character, and it was a ill advised idea when it was made during Final Crisis. Not, not Final Crisis fifty two. They just like yeah. you know, we're gonna have a le- we're gonna have lesbian Batman. But when the actual comic book came out, the creator was like, no. Who is she? What does yeah. she do? Why does she do this? Why is she running around fighting crime? He made her ex-military and tied her into that whole don't ask, don't tell bullshit. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. There was really like a lot of effort put into it. We don't need characters that are just women. We See, need characters is... that are women who do things.
2: Yes. See, yes. this is the thing. I've actually, I mean... Those that have followed me on Twitter, you've heard me ranting and raving about trying to write and all this sort of stuff, um, and do my own sort of stories. And I, I have been actually making a, an effort from uh, you know from from my own point of view of making sure that well this, this the cast that I'm writing for is basically mostly female. But the, the, if there's one thing I did, I I made sure that it's hard to explain. You build a character like you build a building. You start with the foundations, the why it's there, what it's doing, or what what its function is, and then build up you don't say this is a casino. You know, the same way you, you start with the base of a character, their motivations that, you know, why, why they're there, what they're doing, how they're reacting.
0: Not this is a woman,
2: you know, you, with a trick. That's what she does. That's her thing. Well,
0: I mean, it's a, you know, it's not even a question of, you don't have to worry about whether or not she's a woman. You don't, that's exactly. I think that's the, the problem we, we have is that we, we try very hard. We forget that they're, that women are people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Women are people. They, they don't, they don't go around saying all the time, "woman over here." That's like the biggest problem with like any of it is, you know. There's there's an old saying is like that, you know. People have problems with feminism because they have problems with the very basic pre- the b- very basic proposal that the idea that women are people. You know, and you that see, means they they can be dicks. Yeah, that means they yeah. can be good people. That means they have ideas and flaws and things they want out of life that are completely unconnected to their you know plumbing. That doesn't mean that that they're what that being a woman isn't important to them. It isn't part of them. It absolutely is. And should be, it just shouldn't be every time you write that character, she shouldn't go. And I, as a woman think, yeah, women don't do that. Women I mean, don't go around telling you constantly, Hey, I'm a woman, by the way, did you know? I mean, I, I
2: mean, I was straight up admit, you know, I am, I am not what you would describe as a feminist. I am also not a misogynist. I'm, I'm just, I am I'm just, you know, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Um, I don't pick people out because of their women. I don't pick people out because of their color. I don't pick people out for like, for any reason. You know, it's it's just everyone's everyone. You know, get on with things. But one of the best stories that I, I've I've heard is that well, it's a pretty famous one now. Is that um, one of the greatest female uh, movie roles? Uh, Ripley from Alien was actually written as a man. Yeah, and they just cast Sigourney Weaver in the role. And I'm not saying that. Oh well, it's okay because it's a woman playing a man. No, it's not. She, she's become a rounded character because she's a she's a woman in a role that's not written to be a woman, not written to be a man either. At that point, it's been you know it's been rewritten as gender neutral. But she fits into that role. She it's not sexualized. It's not bullshit. Basically, I mean,
0: well, oh, sexualization is oh, yeah. another problem we've got. We could spend some yeah. time talking about because that's that's you know that's the other issue yeah. here. You want to talk about certain certain fandoms, especially. If you can't go to a convention without somebody wearing a t-shirt talking about how you ruin things just by the, mm-hmm. by the virtue of existing, that's I, some bullshit.
1: Yeah. That's... I
0: will say, I don't, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to say this
2: in the, in the most respectful way possible, but there are also situations where there are women out there that aren't
0: helping the situation. There All are a number... When you've got when you've got a T-shirt that strictly that specifically says I like my girl my girl geeks like I yeah. like my coffee I hate coffee like you know what dude there isn't a bag in the world big enough for all the fuck yous I want to give you yeah
2: that shit's out of order but then I mean...
0: it's not dismissible either I, huh. I'll I'm not I'll shut up in a little bit and let you talk I'm just gonna say this part there's just no Separating that mindset from the community and saying, "Well, it's not the community; it's just those people." No, because we're not doing anything to stop them.
1: No. Yeah, that's the biggest thing: is that we as uh, as a, as geeks, as a community, have to police our own, and we have to say that behavior isn't acceptable yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And I, we're getting better about it, but we're still not doing it. It's still not completely gone, so we still need to keep. Where we're getting vigilant. better,
0: where we're getting better at it. Quite frankly, we're getting better at it because we're getting our noses pushed into it. Yes, you know, people like Gail Simone come Which along and push our noses yeah. into it, and it's like, no, bad fans, bad. Um, and it's like there's there's some creators out there who say some heinous shit too, though.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the most recent? Um, What's his name? The Blade Rider. Goyer. Yeah, yeah. well,
0: Goyer and She-Hulk, man. The worst oh, part man. about
1: that, did you read what he said? Yeah, I did, I, and I'm i
0: like, couldn't
2: wait, understand he's... how this guy thinks that insulting 90% of his audience is a great way to promote a film.
0: Here's the thing, I honestly think he was trying to critique the mindset back when the character was created. I really do believe that that's what he was trying to do, but I think he forgot
1: who created the yeah. character because I can never imagine Stan Lee saying anything like no,
2: that. No, no. Stan I... Lee and Seedy doesn't seem to work together. He's that no, like the think, innocent
0: version of Hugh Hefner? Okay, he came up with stripperella. Come on, um, but but honestly, when I read that, the first thing I thought was this is like watching somebody attempt to say something somewhat reasonable and mess up the dismount so hard that <laughs> face planted and just that was I'm just going, my God, David Goyer, please don't write the next Superman movie, please just so
2: basically don't. what you're
1: saying, so what you're saying is
2: he has my problem. <laughs>
1: He just, no, basically, he he ended up doing the dismount as the uh, Brock Lesnar Shooting Star Press. Yeah,
0: I just he like he faces he just face planted so hard, and it's like there's no defending what he said at all. It was terrible. More to the point, though, it shows a complete ignorance of who the character is. She Hulk is the Hulk's yeah. cousin. Yeah, yeah, it's his cousin. If people are fantasizing that they turn into the Hulk, that's a problem. You're not supposed to want to be the Hulk. The Hulk no. is the worst goddamn life imaginable. That's not a male fantasy. If that if your fantasy is no. I wish I could turn huge and green and destroy everything then you have a problem right there. If your the next party fantasy is I wish my cousin would then turn big and green and I could have sex with her, you've got another problem. Or you live in Arkansas. But it's, uh it's just I couldn't but that's that happens all the time. You you see statements like that all the time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I,
2: hell, I've I've been guilty of it a few times. I you know, when I say things, I may I may insult people or say something that somebody's going to take out of out of place on any number of podcasts that I'm on. I mean these from a, a, a reasonable, sensible point of view, but I just words.
1: Yeah, as as Kevin put it, uh, the wrong way to react to being called out as a sexist is I didn't mean to be sexist. Geez, stop taking what I say out of context. Yeah. I, I wasn't sexist in my head. Yeah, the right way is crap. I didn't realize that's how it came off. I'm sorry, I'll be more careful with the way I phrase things from now on.
0: I just, you know, the whole thing, like, we're talking about, you know, if you're talking about the barriers to fandom, one of the biggest barriers to fandom, and this one isn't even related to gender or sexuality or race or anything, one of the biggest barriers is that fandoms tend to be incredibly insular. They tend to be a little, they, they have jargon that they speak, that they don't like you don't know what it is when you get into it they're very possessive the anti-geek girl backlash is in part although not entirely because there's misogyny there and we can talk about that but the anti-geek girl backlash is a big part of that whole mindset of you're not really a fan unless you x Yeah. yeah you're not really a star wars fan unless you you know like the expanded universe or hate the expanded universe or you know whatever if you don't know who Count Dooku really is, then you don't it's, like Star Wars. And every,
1: every single one of those sort of things is justify my fandom, like the things I like. If Wedge Antilles is not your personal savior, I don't care to know you.
0: Yeah, and just <laughs> a lot of it comes back to that whole idea, like like you just said, justify my fandom. It's the idea of yeah. not just is it not just justifying, but it's that idea that you you use your your fandom to define who you are. Yeah. You're not you're just.
2: So, you're so desperate to find acceptance in the crowd. You're willing to push other people out.
0: Yeah, and that problem gets back when it con- when it can, when it combines with other attitudes. You start having this horrible mess. Where, like, here's the thing: I, I haven't. I don't really consider myself part of any fandom, like at all. Like I'm not. A, it's not that I'm not a fan of things. If if I could be any more ridiculously in love with the Superman character, I would be, you know, married to Kal El and we'd be living in a lovely gated <laughs> community somewhere on Kandor. But I can't really get into comic book fandoms because every time I tried, there'd be somebody who just would be like, "I know more re- than you." I'm repulsive, terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The idea that, you know, yeah. you own the character because, you you know, you remember that in 1955 he actually fought people called Kryptonites who were also from Krypton but weren't the original Phantom Zone villains. It's like, dude, no one cares. Yeah. No one freaking cares. And If if Superman was real, you'd be a stalker. <laughs> yeah. and, and, man, I, may I congratulate you on choosing the most epic prey to stalk, but <laughs> – <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, that must be huge. It, it just comes. It comes back to that idea, and it's that 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 desperation. Like I, I, I don't know much about this one. I'm gonna. I'm basically about to say some some generalization, so I might offend some people. But I don't understand bronies. And <sighs> but but I can say this about them: they are classic fans. Yeah, in mm-hmm. the fanatic sense, where they. They have made a kid's show about talking magical ponies their lives. Yeah. And not, not everybody is that. I'm sure there are bronies who just like the show and, you know, go about their day. But the, the ones you see, this is always the case. There's always this hardcore that presents yeah. themselves as we are the true X. And it's like the damn Spanish Inquisition, but about Smurfs.
2: Isn't there this one guy that's married to his My Little Pony doll?
0: That's entirely possible, but I don't know. This is this
2: this this this, this, it's that sort of fandom that I always sit back and thinking: Are you for real, or are you just after the publicity?
1: Because well, you
2: know, uh,
1: this is awkward for me because we have I know several people from. Who have been on the show? Who are very much My Little Pony fans? Well, not, and might be there's a, nothing
0: wrong with being a fan, been, but you know, the we're not talking about. Yeah, I'd, if if someone likes My Little Pony and is right now getting upset, you're not my target. No. It's people that basically decide my liking My Little Pony is the some more
2: important than
0: my life. There was one guy there was one guy who actually was was tweeting about how he he had taken his knowledge of Randian economic theory and combined it with his love for My Little Pony and written a novel explaining how My Little Pony was the perfect encapsulation of Ayn Rand's writings. I want you to sit if you like My Little Pony, I want you to sit here and tell me that you think that's justified. Because, like, I, as comedy, I can sit here and do a thing about how, you know, serial mascots are Marxian, you know, Marxian <laughs> dialectic. But yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. I hadn't write a 175-page manifesto about it. And that's the thing is you get that in anything, in any fandom. Yeah. There are people – the other day, this actually happened to me. Like, when I was on the bus, two men were talking about um, hockey, because I live in Canada, and they'll do that. And <laughs> – <laughs> I I got like I literally from the time I left my house got on the bus till the time I got to downtown Edmonton these two men discussed hockey with the kind of depth and passion you would expect archbishops to get into when they're, they're trying to pick a pope like cardinals sitting there go you know, yeah. discussing a pope these guys talking about the Habs.
2: Yeah. And and, and again we're not we're not even just picking on, you know, the geeky fandoms. Sports fandoms are you know just as yes. just as obsessive, just as ridiculous. There are, you know, there are people that will tattoo their entire bodies with nothing but their club emblem. You know, yes. repeatedly. If
0: you ever on their forehead. Yeah, if you ever <laughs> want to spend like an hour of your life you can't get back, go up to a baseball fan and ask him to explain anything.
2: Yeah.
0: I What's see, RB back- you do that.
2: I sit back during To Duck and It's Tasty, because I, I mean, at this point, with the, with the football off-season, I'm pretty much rugby only. That's, that's my only knowledge. And I will sit back and listen to the guys arguing about baseball and basketball and uh, hockey. and hockey, and I'm like, the oh, fuck?
0: <laughs> I, I, remember, like, sitting, I remember sitting in a bar uh, in Kilburn, near the, near the Tricycle Theatre, sitting in a, in a pub, and a guy is telling me for three hours about Manchester United. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, yeah. They're my new fans will do that. If I wasn't Blotto at that time, and I was, because man, I you know, f- I was like a twenty-one-year-old a in England. I mean, you know, t- give me more beer until I can't stand up, and then I will attempt to seduce your your loveliest coat racks <laughs> yeah. that, that coat rack and I were freaking. We were like
1: this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm I'm
2: the talk <laughs> God, was everything from around about 1993 to 2005. Then
1: oh no, so no, 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 that's, no, where, no,
2: that's no. when they were the biggest.
0: He was telling me about some plane crash.
2: Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, Munich, pla- uh, the Munich
0: disaster. He, was talk- he started off on the plane crash and kept going from there. Yeah. And he knew everything. And then some other guy came in with the Manchester United t-shirt on. That dude got ripped. I've never seen a man get more angry in his life. He got British pissed. Like, you know, <laughs> where, where, you know, you're actually drunk, but then also yeah. American pissed, where you're angry at the yeah. same time. And yep. just went. He went off on the guy. And it's like D- you guys are in the same team. It's not even a different team. It's <laughs> not like he, he didn't even come in here in your rival team. He came in here in the shirt of the team you like, and you hate yeah. him.
2: Yeah, because and, he probably likes a different coach better than. The- <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's the same. Like that's the, the same thing. Like you know, I swear to God, like I half expect sometimes that there'll be a new Winnie the Pooh movie, and people might get into violent arguments about Tigger versus Piglet. Like, because that's, that's how people are about this
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most concerning thing about the Bronies is um, when they attempt to co-opt a children's show and put an adult flavor onto it, yes. so to speak. When they make it very, very gross. Yes,
2: that, that is the thing children. that bugs me the most. I mean, look, I'm a 31-year-old that every week goes and plays a children's card game designed for ages 6 and up. But at the same time, that's the crowd that I'm in. This isn't... A, you know, me heading down to mother care, finding out the dolls I can and stealing them from children. Um,
0: yeah, it, I gotta say that it's not just the sexualization that's kind of creepy, yeah. it's, the, it's the outright theft of something that is for children. Um, being are sharing fans, this with the
2: kids, they're, they're taking yeah. it from them.
0: Yeah. Being a comic book fan is kind of weird in that way because that's what happened to comic books in the 80s. Yeah. Comic books used to be for kids, and, you know, if you liked them as an adult, cool. But they were for kids. They, you know, you were children would be reading them. At least the superhero comic books. Of course, there were always, you know, there's always been independent comic books that were different. But in the '80s, uh, and I, I'm laying this one straight on Marvel fans. This is Marvel's fault. You guys are the ones who did this. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of writers. Who were, I'm a Marvel yeah. zombie. will take the blame. A bunch of writers from Marvel decided that everything had to be, you know, counter-related. Everything had to make sense together, and it had to be, you know, we, we they started telling adult stories. And, obviously, Chris Claremont and John Byrne are the biggest defenders. They're the ones who started it, really, if you want to talk about who. Because there's guys, like, at the same time, there were some really great writers, like Mike Barr. Um, not J. Michael Straczynski. He's much later. The guy that wrote Craven's Last Hunt.
1: Oh, J.M. DeMottis.
0: J.M. They came up with like the idea of making everything psychological and making everything adult-themed. And they started getting hired. Like, Marv Wolfman got hired over at DC, so it spread to there. And that's what led to ultimately you get the Watchmen's and the Dark Knight Returns. And suddenly everything's adult. Mm. And there's no room for like just a story about a, a guy in a blue costume punching a dinosaur monster with a TV set for a forehead. You know, or shooting a rainbow out of his hand and a smaller version of him comes out of his hand and does super things. Because cause apparently he needed that. Like it wasn't enough that he could do those things himself. He <laughs> needed to be able to shoot like a smaller version of himself out of his hand to do them. <laughs> And and it's all crazy, and the Silver Age is nuts, and we make fun of it, but it got, like, so... Like, I remember being, like, ten and going into comic book shops, wanting to buy a comic book, and a dude fucking ranted at me for, like, 20 minutes about how vibranium didn't make any sense. How do you transport vibranium? The Antarctic version of vibranium actually destroys metal. How could you possibly transport it? And the... If the Antarctic version of vibranium vibrates metal to the point where it disintegrates, and the Wakandan version of vibranium absorbs vibration, perhaps the vibrations from the Wakandan vibrations are going to the Antarctic piece. Perhaps there really is only one piece of. And I'm like, I'm 12 years old and I just want to buy a comic book. What the hell is wrong with you? I didn't say at the time. I was really just. I was actually amazed that he knew this much about vibranium. It pretty much set me on my course for life.
2: It's, it's it's a is a, a a weird thing when you sit back and realize you know more about this fictional material than most scientists know about iron.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be. Uh... That would be sad. <laughs>
0: no. There's one person in the world who actually seems to get like mileage out of it. Kurt Busiak seems to just actually get like you know jobs and write, writing materials out of this. So it's yeah. good that he does, but everybody else we're kind of we're we're, we're kind of sad people. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean if, and Mark Wade. If you, yeah, if if you go much. into the into
2: the deep dark, you know, of the fan bases, especially the ones with the massive laws behind them, the guys that will sit and debate over things that do not exist. The comic yeah. books are comic books are one. The other major offender that I know of. Games Workshop.
0: Actually, you know what? Honestly, I've been watching a lot of podcasts lately, uh, and one of the things I'm noticing is that you can get like a 45-minute angry discussion about a guy named Dolph Ziggler. Yep. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really? Yeah, get wrestling there as well. Uh, wrestling, at this point, wrestling has has villains that are not villains in the state of, like, wrestling used to have villains that they would be wrestlers that would be heels. Now wrestling mm-hmm. actually have villains in that everybody in the fan base hates this guy who writes wrestling. Uh, the guy named Tony Russo, I guess?
2: Uh, yeah. Vince, Vince, Vince Russo. Russo.
0: Everyone hates this man. Like, it's it's <laughs> yeah, amazing to he, me. Because
2: he murdered WCW.
0: But that's, and I'm TNA. Pretty, but that's the point is, like, it's you didn't think of it when when you were a kid, you didn't actually think of so, wrestling as something that had a writer. I mean it did, obviously, it had but but man, nowadays it's just so it's so upfront about it. Like wrestling practically yeah. admits, you know, yeah, this is all scripted. Of course it's all scripted. We'd be dead if we weren't scripting this. I'm throwing a three hundred pound man off of a, of like an eight foot rope. What do you think's gonna you think if I actually threw him head first onto the ground he would survive? No. The guy weighs 420 pounds. Of course we're setting this up. I'd kill him otherwise. And they do actually die quite frequently. Yes. Well. But yeah, this when that mentality, that mindset that, you know, I know more than you, therefore I'm better, or I care more about this than you, therefore I'm better. When it combines with stuff like, you know, an inability or unwillingness to present human empathy towards other people, whatever their gender, race, or identity happens to be, yeah. That's when you got, you know, people can't get into the fandom, women can't get into the fandom, gay people can't get into the fandom, because the fandom, like, actively, hostily rejects them, and acts like it doesn't.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not even, it, it, to be fair, there's also, it's not just the fandoms, it's the actual, especially the, the ones around the games, the online gaming, the... um uh, then you know your, your Warcraft players, well, your MMO players in general, really. If you're not good enough to yeah. raid, you get oh, the fuck out. Um, oh, the, the League of Legends community is toxic oh. to a man. Um, as I already mentioned, the Warhammer, if you ain't top tabling, you're a scrub, get lost. Um, the the trading card games, um, Yu Gi Oh!, Magic, all these sort of guys, if you aren't playing the right combo the right way, you're wasting my your time, go away. And. No one knows how to build a uh, you know build that community. It's it's literally eat or be eaten. Um, there's no going easy on the on the noob. You know it's you'll fucking be awesome
0: or I don't want to know you. I, I it, it kind of has a feeling like hazing.
2: Yeah, the, 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 literally yeah. Uh, in most games that I've played now, the term casual is an insult. You cannot be a casual gamer anymore. Yeah, that's unless,
0: actually unless one of the-
2: Unless you want to devote your life to getting awesome at this game, or uh, you know, insanely naturally talented, then you know it's really hard to find acceptance and find a group. That's that's, that's why so many MMOs die, I think, because the casual gamers, the game, you know, the ones that just want to play for fun, are getting pushed out. And that's, much, it,
0: that's why that's why WoW is as big as it is. Yeah, Warcraft has kept its seven million plus players that it currently has because you can just pick the damn game up and play it. And hmm. if you want to do a group, there's a device that will put you in a group, so you don't have to like deal with people saying, "No, you know, we don't want you GTFO." You don't have a choice. The game just puts me in here. Yeah. And if you just get rid of me, there, are, there's problems with that. It'll take you longer. You, you can't just do that. <laughs> there's, uh, I think a lot of it though, it comes back to like, there's attitudes that are inherently toxic. It's not just the elitism thing. There's, there's a tendency to just. If something is your identity, there's no desire to share it. Mm. There's no desire to like let in the people that are not already in it. There's no. I, I was talk- I was talking about this with somebody else the other day. It's like saying that if you really love something, say you lo- you absolutely love just anything. But we'll we'll use I'm going to use MMOs because it's the easiest one. Like, say you love an MMO. You absolutely love this game. You've been playing it for years. You you buy the tie-in books. You, you know totally collect all the stuff that tells what the lore is, you read all the interviews, and you start noticing that you know, you're not represented in the game at all. There's nobody like you, nobody you can identify with in the game. Yeah. And not only is there no one like you and no one you can identify with, but the people making the game have flat out stated that they're not going to do that, that they're not even concerned with that, they're not interested in putting anyone like you in. That's a blow. Yeah. I mean there's a reason there's a reason, you know, MLK told Michelle Nichols to stay on Star Trek because people seeing people like them on their media in the things they consume, it is inspiring yeah. to them. They, there was a real interesting study the other day that pointed out that you know, minority children don't get anything like the ego boost that white children get from comic books. White yeah. kids love comic books and comic book movies because they see themselves. Mm. And my minority children do not and they don't get the same boost.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that. I know, I love I love to pretend to be uh, Peter Parker or, uh, you know, the Incredible Hulk when I was well,
0: yeah, if anyone wants to be the Incredible Hulk, I don't even know what the hell that is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the Hulk. No, you,
0: what? That's like just saying you want to smash things. I mean, great, but is that really something to aspire to? Just get a job to and destroy it. To, to be
2: fair, I mean, I pretend to be the Hulk every morning when I get up. <laughs>
0: Is it really pretending, or are you just well, kind
2: of? <laughs> There's less green, but it's <laughs> mostly the same. <laughs> but it, it, it's also a problem when it gets when you, I mean, if we if we take the the next natural step on from what you've been mentioning there with the MMO guys, when you don't see yourself uh, in the, you know, in in the game, or represented, it's also the next step on when you realise that you're probably more more invested in this fandom, in this. You realise, you know, you you see this as a as the fandom, as the product, and kind of ignore the underside, you know, the the guys behind it that are creating and, and all this sort of stuff, and you realise at one point that you're actually more invested in this than they are. You know, yeah. the guys that are creating this. It's, I mean, look at the the uproar every time Doctor Who regenerates. Tears yeah. and, you know, hysterics in the streets. The actor's like, dude, I just wanna, I want another job. You know, I've had enough of this, when I'm moving on. and they, And the fans cannot handle... The fact that they do not want to pledge their life to being their doctor, or you know, or you know, it goes with the games when they decide to close a game down and and start you know and move on to a new project. The fans cannot get that. It doesn't. No, it does not compute. You know, they, when it, when a, when a game um, Warhammer or uh, a TCG, they it's a product. At the end of the day, it's a business. They're trying to make money. So yes, they are going to bring new things in. I know you don't like change. Tough shit. It's going to happen. You know, yeah,
0: it's it's interesting to think about like when people don't. It's not just that people don't get that this is a game, and that that you know that their investment is pretty high, but it's also that they they're unwilling to let other people be invested. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not just that it, the, if I'm not weeping about Doctor Who switching regenerating, I'm not a good enough Doctor Who fan. Yeah. You know, you, well, I, you know, I cut myself when when David Tennant left the show. I burned his name on my back with a branding iron. I had plastic surgery to turn myself into David Tennant. I am David Tennant. And you're all scaring the hell out of me.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen rants on Twitter when um, it wasn't even when he left the show. It was he was you know they obviously they have mid season breaks and they couldn't understand how he was on TV or doing. Um, <laughs> you know, he, uh, he was doing—he was doing Shakespeare, uh, 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 you know, uh, on stage. And there's like, what is he, uh, is he doing? Why is he doing other jobs? He's just, Doctor it, Who.
0: It, you just made me think, like, seriously, they're literally going. Why is Doctor Who suddenly a Shakespeare? Yeah, like, they, L- thought it was an they couldn't of Doctor get. Who. It's like they run couldn't run get the,
2: He's a working actor that takes more than one job.
0: <laughs> Later on, they run into him at the Sainsbury's, and they're freaking out. Yeah. the colleagues here too. No. It's I'm-
2: almost it's almost a kid mentality, you know. It's like you see the guy so that, you know most actors at least the nice ones if you know a kid runs into them I know um speaking of Doctor Who I know um, Matt Smith's done it a couple of times. Um like if he runs uh, you know visits a uh, like a hospital or whatever he'll get into character or you know do that he'll so, you know, be the character he won't we won't ruin this kid's image by being an actor who occasionally plays the character He shows up as the character and it's like the they grow up and don't realize you know it doesn't click it's like santa claus is still real you know what i mean they don't kind of get it that this is a real human being and you know you don't need to quite obsess quite so much you know you don't, don't... need to collect sweat
0: <laughs> it it is interesting to think about what what if that's the barrier or if the barrier is simply after a while, like one of the barriers becomes that you can't possibly know all the minutia going in. Yeah. Like I'll tell you right now, I do not know sh- crap about Doctor Who. Like I've mm-hmm. watched a few episodes. I thought it was an okay show, but you, people start talking about Cybermen, but these aren't the real Cybermen. These yeah, are the new Cybermen. Like, well, I mean, the,
2: the best yeah. example of it is the guys that have got into the show, the new generation. Who I mean, I've seen every episode since the, um um what's his name. Chris Eccleston, uh, took over. You know, I've watched every episode, loved it, all the rest of it. Um, but I will guarantee I will be shouted down by anyone that considers themselves a true fan and watch the original run, or any of the original series. Um, I didn't like them. I was a kid growing up in the UK. I got scared out of my mind by the Candy Patrol. You know?
1: Are you kidding? No,
2: the, um, the giant robotic Bertie Bassett dude, I, I, I had nightmares against yeah. that, about that guy. I was about five.
1: Uh, oh, fa- fair enough. I, I I I was terrified of the Jabberwocky. <laughs> from
2: uh But I mean, I I just I, for for whatever reason at that age, I just did not like, I didn't even want to entertain Doctor Who. I found Red Dwarf. I was perfectly happy with it.
0: Well, you made the right choice at the time. Uh, but yes,
1: definitely. But, I mean,
0: you know, it's 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 that way with a lot of things. Like you know, we were talking about wrestling earlier, and I don't know who any of the current wrestlers are. Yeah. I barely know who the '80s wrestlers are, and I kind of grew up with those guys, but I didn't watch a lot of wrestling. To be honest, so I don't when, think any when, of the '80s wrestlers know who they are either. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> but I mean, like when when my friends who do like wrestling talk about it, I'm always sitting there going, "Huh?" Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like that for like you know, if you're a Star Trek fan, yeah. like I here's a, here's yeah. a good example when they rebooted Star Trek when they did the J.J. J. Abrams movies. I now have a very uh-huh. easy way to start a disversion if in case I need to like, you know, transform into a superhuman for some reason. Like if I have to change into my, Cl- uh-huh. out of my Clark Kent outfit. All I have to do is say, so what do you think about J.J. Abrams' Star Trek? And then leave. <laughs> because they, they won't notice I left. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the best, the, they, won't,
1: they won't notice people have yeah. the,
2: the best way to check if you're a, a bit of an over-obsessed fan is try and explain your fandom to somebody who's not a fan. And you'll see the level of disinterest on their face. And you'll realize how, so over you know, it, with each level of in, in every line you speak to them, the disinterest, the more simplified and more basic, you have to describe it for them to try and get them across and, and realize why you're interested. You'll realize that, yeah, you're a bit too far into it. Well, it's, it's... I do this all the time with my Warhammer stuff. I try to explain why I play it. All my friends think I just throw dice at models going pew, pew, pew.
0: <laughs> That's like, you know, when you start explaining who the Eldar are, we know you've lost it. Yeah. Uh, but, n- no, it's – I don't I, – I have a hard time with like, figuring out how to put this because I, I remember I saw – I think it was XKCD pointed out that if you took two human beings and put them in a box with nothing but pictures of Joe Biden eating sandwiches, they would come up with ways to determine which Joe Biden eating a sandwich picture was better. Yes. They would rank them. Yeah. They would, yeah. you know – They'd have elaborate systems. They disagree.
2: Yeah, it's human nature. The human condition is to fall out and fight.
0: Yeah, but when that <laughs> happens, like when you do that with this kind of stuff, it's like I think it's it comes down to the idea that I had about the internet a long time ago: is the reason we can get so emotionally involved in these arguments is because they are inherently trivial. Yes. Like we've come as a, as a, society, we've gotten to the point where we can't be real about emotion. We can't admit to being really hurt or really afraid or really sad or really in love, especially, and here's, goes back to the whole, why it's not welcoming to women. Um, especially men, because there's an inherent misogynist bias towards emotion. Like yeah. we think if you display emotion, you are inherently weak. If you get worked up, you're inherently less, but it's okay if it's about the costume Superman was wearing and if it doesn't have trunks on the outside or not. Now, it's okay. It is okay to display emotion. But, oh, wait. If a girl comes in, everything is about what her boobs look like.
2: Well, to be fair, I mean, look. I, 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 I alluded to this earlier, but <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a difficult subject to bring up. But I will say there are girls in the fandom, you know, in geek culture that do not help that stereotype. There are a number of cosplayers that entire career is based on the size of their boobs.
0: Here's the thing. I'm not going to necessarily argue with you, but I'll say this much. Mm -hmm. If you set up a victory condition wherein the best possible role for someone to get what they want is Mm -hmm. to play up to your stereotype, you can't then then bitch when they do it. And I'm not saying you, yeah. I'm just saying in general. In general, yeah. We've created I mean, a situation where – and you know, here's the thing. I've, I've been into this stuff for years. I have dated people that are into it. I remember yeah. like when, one woman I was dating, we went to the comic book shop because I wanted to actually – because I remember D&D 3rd Edition had just come out. And I wanted to buy the books. And she was like, well, I'm going to get some comics while we're there. I'm like, okay, cool. And she had to have me come over and buy the comics for her. Mm. Do you know why? Because he couldn't look away from her breasts. <laughs> yeah couldn't do it i mean i i mean look i
2: i've 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 followed a couple of these cosplayers on twitter just to you know to see and some of the some of the um replies and and comments that they get are down, i'm i'm embarrassed to be a man okay with how fucking pathetic these guys are um but it doesn't help when i mean there are plenty of cosplayers out there famous ones that build the costume as is it's legit it's you know it's normal it's covered up
0: it, and doesn't then the really, ma- it doesn't really matter. It doesn't help them the, with costumes and, are what they look like, though, man. You can't...
2: No, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand. I understand that. But, for example, the ones that want to play Deadpool. Okay? The ones... Deadpool's big and popular at the minute. Deadpool is a full bodysuit, fully covered up. Okay? Yeah. Now, yes, okay, there are plenty of those that play up the female form in a skin-tight bodysuit. That's fine. But how come this... How come I've seen about a half a dozen Deadpools where, oh, look, her shirt's ripped. In just the right place. Or, oh, this this Deadpool doesn't wear a top. Oh, okay. It's like, come on. look. I know men are weak, men are stupid, men are pathetic when they get in that sort of mood. I'm not saying it's the woman's fault for baiting us in. I'm not saying it's the men's fault for being pricks. I'm just saying don't put fuel on the fire either side.
0: I don't really mind if they put fuel on the fire because one way or another discussion is going to happen. Plus, here's the thing. I don't buy the argument for a second that men are weak or stupid. Well, I don't, and I don't think we, you know, I'm I'm just sorry. I'm not going to ever buy the argument that we can't control ourselves cuz no. it's it's bullshit. And it it's not it, it's not I'm not even talking like the the heinous uses of I can't control myself. I'm not talking well, about like, you no know, idea. he did horrible things to this woman and they took pictures of it cuz he's a man and he can't control. No, I'm talking yeah, But thinking it's acceptable
2: I'm, to go knife hey, hey, boobs.
0: Yeah. On what, yeah. And, it comes down to like very simple stuff like that aside cuz you really there's not much you can say about it if a, if a woman's you exposing her body for whatever reason that's that's sort of called I mean
2: obviously from the whole you know the, the internet side of it I've seen a, a fair number now of uh, video producers and <laughs> I mean, this is the last point I'm going to make on it. I know video producers, okay? I've got friends that do it, you know, George has it. You know, we all have, basically. We've got guys that make video yeah. uh, videos online and try and promote their stuff to make a little bit of money on the side, but more because they can be creative and get an opinion out there and do this sort of stuff, who get barely, you know, maybe a 1,000 views or something like that. But the one girl that doesn't make a damn point in a video and actually frames her shot where... Literally, you can't see her forehead. She just gets her eyes into the shot so that she can get more of a chest in shot, as blatant as you like, and gets, th- you know, 10,000 views. Is that.
0: The, the problem there is the men, though, man, because they're the yeah, ones looking at it. You, know. you you go back to it. You yeah. go back and act like, you know, you can say that it, she's the one pandering, and I'll you can make that argument, but why is it working? It's not working because women have magic powers. It's working because we have this attitude that that's what's important about a woman. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm not saying you know poor helpless women save them from us horrible men. I'm no, just saying, no. I'm saying if you put that out there, you can't then complain when they make use of it. Yeah, because I mean, that's, not, that's the only saying, path. I'm not it's saying like, they're
2: in the wrong for doing this at all. Okay, I'm. Just, I mean, yeah, well, look, let me put that's, you this that's way, the though. avenue, take let, let me put you this oh. way
0: though, because you might agree with this part. Yeah. What would happen if she didn't use a video of herself at all? Oh, what if she didn't? Yeah, what if she, you know, I've seen this, I have friends who stream, like, you know, I'm, streaming is huge in the gaming community. Yeah. I have friends who stream games, and all they get, they can't talk in their videos without, if they do, they'll immediately be like, what do you look like? Where's a picture of you? It's like, yeah. it doesn't matter what I look like, man, I'm not here, I'm
2: not I trying to show we- I think the reason I get frustrated to start ranting like this, I don't mean to sound sexist or anything. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm literally standing here looking at this brick wall of, like, where the hell do we go to sort this out?
0: Here's the thing. uh I don't think you're wrong to to point that out. I know it's real. I've I've watched the same videos you do, man. I've seen it. Mm. But I've also seen, like, we had a a woman who did videos for WoW Insider. Uh, Her name's Panzer. She used to do the weekly news recap. She was on the show King of the Nerds, if you've ever seen it uh yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I never saw it but i heard of it she used to, we used to get comments every week all she would do in her video all she does is stand there mind you yeah. she stands there you can see from like her head to her knees that's what she would do in the video she would stand there or she would sit there and she would talk mm-hmm. and I, i'm an editor on the site so i i control what comments get up and I, I can delete them and ban people and my god yeah did we have to ban comments on her like we, yeah. we could not let people comment we like, couldn't let them. It didn't matter what she did, it, it, you know. It didn't matter if she like, you know, if one week she wore a shirt that had even a little bit of cleavage in it. Boom, yeah, gone. You couldn't. And, yeah. and it's like that's a shirt she could wear outside, and it's just uh, so. It's. it's I'm, I think it, it's that's just
2: the internet. Unfortunately, it's it's the anonymity that breeds this, this the hate.
0: And the, the thing though is we we think arrogance. about that though. We we argue about that, the whole idea of internet anonymity. But as I'm starting to go through it, these people will sign their names. Oh yeah, but they yeah.
2: still don't, but they still feel untouchable because yeah. what until are you do until,
0: about it? until then they like you know two years down the road you get an email from them saying, "Can you delete all my comments on your site that I left? Because you know it's coming up on SEO searches." And I'm like, Haha, "Sucky, mm-hmm. you really should not have left that comment, should you?" Yeah. Because we get that—that's—that's that's one of the things. People forget that there are consequences to their actions, and that's kind of interesting too.
2: That, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing—not anonymity. It's as if they think that whatever they say, it's like the it's like the twelve-year-old kid playing Call of Duty and screaming at everyone he can because what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, what I did was not play Call of Duty with 12-year-olds. No, that's, that's, the, see, that's a clever yeah. option, you know. No, it's not even... It's like it's actually unfortunate. I, I think multi, multiplayer online gaming is one of the most interesting and fun things you can do gaming-wise. Yes. But it's also one of the most painful and agonizing things you can do to yourself. Like, when, when Mass yes. Effect 3 came out with its multiplayer, the Mass Effect 3's multiplayer is better than Mass Effect 3 is. Like, the game itself, the storyline of it, really kind of ends on a note that is not fun for you if you're a player in my opinion, but the multiplayer is fantastic. It's got great multiplayer, and I couldn't play it. Like, because it was on Xbox Live. Yeah. I might, well, I might as well cover my junk in honey and dip it directly into a termite hive. Like, <laughs> save, save time. And you the thing see, is, is that we talked about that whole thing about how we're kind of playing life on the lowest difficulty setting. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what it's like to be a girl mm-hmm. playing Call of Duty? Oh. Well, I, I mean, I know I actually know a couple, and um,
2: it's it's sad to say. I mean, I used to work with a young girl um, that that she's now, you know, she's 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 only like twenty, twenty one. Um, she's moved on another job, but I still keep in touch. Um, she's kind of falling into that trap. I don't know if it, I don't want to say falling into the trap, but I I don't know if this this attitude is now breeding that sort of thing. You know, she's got an Instagram where she posts pictures of herself with the tattoos out and. A, you know, in underwear and all this sort of stuff. And she gets the usual weird ones. She gives out a gamer tag to the people that are, you know, and she, she plays with them and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't go any further than that, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if this whole attitude is, is even starting to breed the problem. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, I think to a degree, like I said, you know, when you only allow people one avenue of success, you cannot be surprised when they take it. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's interesting to me that fandoms are f- I'm gonna just say it, they're fucked up. Like think about what we do. And think about the ones we're in and how you know for a moment, let's try and not put yourself outside of it. I'm gonna put myself in the middle of it. I know so much fucking shit about comic books published in the nineteen fifties. Yeah. Like (laughs) holy
2: Christ. I could I could I could go through the the amount of I, I I would I would dare say I've probably got the entirety of the Warhammer 40k law stuck in my head. I could go through things that aren't technically supposed to happen for another ten thousand years.
0: Yeah, people pay me to explain what dragons do and who they've who they've had baby dragons with. Yeah. I have been paid to write articles going, well, "This dragon, Deathwing, was originally the Aspect of Earth. His name was Nothari and the Earth." I got paid to write that. <laughs> so, you know, that's pretty screwed up. It's kind of wonderful in a way that we can be involved in this kind of stuff, yeah. that we can care about it, that we can think it's great and we can share it with people. If we share it with people. I want to be an expert on fiction and not yeah. hoard it. You know? Well, like, the thing is like there, there are some, you know, we were talking about the fandoms, like they're all terrible and they're not. I mean, I'm talking about them that way. Cause I'm, I'm pretty much talking over you guys constantly. Cause that's what I do. That's fine. But <laughs> I mean, it just, there have been some great stuff that have happened in fandoms. Like that whole, you know, Batman kid thing in, in San Francisco.
1: So yeah, that was go, pretty
0: yeah. that was pretty friggin' balls. I mean that was pretty pretty good. I mean it, it's it, weird, but you know, sure, turn the whole damn city into Batman, into Gotham City for the kid. Fine, I don't care. But the main the main thing I I look from any
2: fandom, and this is what this is the thing, I get scared when people take it too seriously. At the end of the day, it's something you love, it's something you're into invested in, yes. Don't take it too seriously. The first rule of Warhammer is you are playing with toy soldiers. Accept it and move on.
0: You know. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I, I get at least with Warhammer, I kind of get why people get so invested because they're literally financially invested. Well, yeah. I going to get know, out because it's too expensive right now. I know people who've been playing Warhammer for years. Um, when I lived in San Francisco, I, I lived in a lot of different places. San Francisco is one of them. Do you guys know Robin Williams plays Warhammer? Yep. Yeah, uh, Robin Williams,
2: was... supposedly Bruce Willis, uh, Vin Diesel, um, and yeah, also here's
0: the thing. Williams. Though I can tell you about him because I saw him play. Nice. Like I saw him come into the store and play Warhammer. That dude has a lot of Warhammer figures. Now, Mister Williams can afford all those Warhammer figures. <laughs> He's doing okay financially. I am not spending forty thousand dollars or whatever on Warhammer, which you could do.
1: Oh, you could well, do yeah. that.
0: I mean, I mean, to me, most to people fair, will only have like 500, 600 bucks worth, but...
2: Yeah. I mean, I, if I went through my... I've been recently thinking about selling some of my stuff because I've just no room for it all. Um, and i were looking at it and thinking around, I'm thinking, yeah, I've probably got a few thousand pounds worth of stuff here.
1: Um,
2: yeah, easily, easily um, it's there, there, It's because Games Workshop at the minute, they, they're, they're almost not a miniatures company anymore. They're just making bigger and bigger models. And obviously, when like one walker is like 70 pounds for a model... A single plastic model.
0: Yeah, Time to get out. <laughs> like, like another way to put it is this: I have a friend who tried to get me into War Machine, and the
2: relatively he, cheaper version.
0: That's exactly why he's in War Machine because he couldn't yeah. afford. He couldn't afford to get into Warhammer because he couldn't afford to spend the money to be competitive. When I and started
2: playing, when I started playing Warhammer, it was about ten pounds for a, a, a unit of ten a box of 10 Marines. Um, at this current stage, it's now 20 pounds or five.
0: Yeah. And there's only but about I mean, a
2: 10 year difference there.
0: So, and The thing about that though is that's not competitive. No. If you want to actually play Warhammer against people who play Warhammer, you need to spend more money than that. You need it to depends. step it up pretty hard. You, you'd have to at least at least spend, to use American money, you'd have to spend at least two, 200 bucks. Oh yeah! If you yeah, wanted to it, fight against, it you wanted to play against people who play all the time.
2: Yeah, it, the, the, yeah. It, I mean, a lot of people justify it by saying, "Well, it costs you a lot more to get into golf or something like
0: that." You know, I'd be late- willing to argue that playing golf is a pretty big barrier to entry. Yeah. <laughs> that's why rich white people do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for one thing, you need a big golf course. I don't have one of those, so yeah, you yeah. better find access to one. <laughs> At least Warhammer, it's a table, and you don't actually have to have like full-sized. That'd be kind of great, though, if you had a full-sized battlefield you had to go to to play Warhammer. Yeah, like and you just? actually had to move. Yeah, you had to actually move real life-sized people around.
2: I mean, if anything, I've I've actually let's like say I'm not out of Warhammer. I still love the I still love the lore, and that's what what always dragged me. in. I got brought I got pulled in by the um, William King Space Wolf novels. Um, and it's always been the law that I've looked at and, and interest being sparked me in the game. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 fan base in regards to the the, the cash and the sort of money that people will, will splash on this is ridiculous. I've started. I've recently just picked up um, the new uh, X Wing game by Fantasy Flight. The models are all pre-painted. They're all even. There's no fancy over the top rules. It's just a simple tabletop miniatures game with you know, a Star Wars fan base behind it instead, which we're not even getting into that. Um, but, me I mean, you know, it's, you know it's, the thing is, a lot of these games, they're, they're social. Warhammer's the reason I've got a social life. Half the guys that I know these days, you know, and hang around with them and socialize with are because of Warhammer. You know, I yeah. met them at Games Workshop. So the social aspect of it's great, but you've got to know sometimes just when it's time to just get out.
0: That's actually one of the interesting things about fandom in general is that it is people's social life. Like yeah. conventions, conventions are. I know a lot of people go to lots of conventions. That's when they socialize. I kind of wish I, did. I wish I could,
2: with. but the socia- the um, the the convention scene in the UK isn't. It's not. It's not. It's not what America is.
0: No. Yeah. Obviously. Um. I. I think you'd have to actually go to the continent really if you wanted to yeah. do any real cons. But it's it's just I know people who I'd done one convention my entire life. I actually did no back in 2004 when I wrote and published my book. Um, I did NorwestCon as a I was actually on like four or five panels, That's and funny. I was terrified. I was absolutely shit shit running on my legs, scared. Like I want I wanted to run away. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a, it's to
2: be a weird feeling when you realize that you are now from 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 that audience perspective. You are now part of their fandom. Yeah, oh, no.
0: It was actually really weird. Um, one of the panels I was on was a Joan of Arc. And I, the thing is, is I don't – I wasn't, by any stretch of the imagination, an expert on Joan of Arc. But I had to do research so I could talk about her. And the people who were actually experts in Joan of Arc kept saying, really? I didn't know that. I'm like, you're an expert on Joan of Arc. I just did research last night. I think we have a problem here. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of that stuff, like a lot of conventions. Conventions in particular are like something – talking about like, – that's a way a lot of people get in because they, they you it's none of this stuff comes with an instruction manual being a comic book fan really ultimately starts with i like comic books and then it's it's funny because the fandom is almost completely separate from whether or not you like comic books like cuz i don't really consider myself a fan i don't consider myself in the fandom anymore i like comic books but i don't like all the other stuff that comes along with it like i really i really don't like I, i'm going to say this the companies that produce this stuff can ruin it for you so hard. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me use an example from Marvel because I've been beaten up on DC pretty hard lately. <laughs> Spider Man shouldn't sell his marriage to Satan. Yeah. <laughs> but we I wonder ones. why. This <laughs> is a fairly large. Just you know. Sh- and here's another one. Don't do a year and a half of Doctor Octopus inside Spider Man's body, using it like a meat puppet, and basically committing double rape. Because Dr. Octopus inside Peter Parker's body starts a relationship with a woman and moves her into his apartment. Now, here's how he's committing double rape, just in case you need a scorecard for the folks at home. A, he's raping Peter Parker because he's, he's having sex with Peter Parker's body without Peter Parker's consent. B, he's raping the woman. It's called rape by deception. If you are pretending to be Peter Parker when you're in fact Otto Octavius in order to get sex from a woman, that's rape. So every single issue of Spider-Man that had Doctor Octopus living in, a, in his apartment with a woman who thought he was Peter Parker, you watch him commit rape. I need that not to be a comic book. Yeah. I need that not to be. You know, yeah. can, can we not do this? Or you know, I, I don't even know what the hell you're trying to tell me at this point. What's the point of this story? And the best part is it only ended because a Spider-Man movie was coming out. You know, they only ended the storyline because a Spider-Man movie was coming out, and they didn't want to have to explain to people who might have picked up the comic because they watched the movie. Haha, <laughs> ha, no, no way. Um, that, no, in the in the comic books, Peter Parker is actually a balding middle-aged nuclear physicist inside Spider-Man's body.
2: Yeah. See, the, the best thing, the, the companies that are, in, that are in charge of these things, they don't help their cause half the time either. It, it's like they... They they say they say they want to bring in new you know new new customers new new um, fans a new new demographics, demographics but yeah. some of them haven't got a clue I mean again I don't want to keep going back to Warhammer but it's just it's just where my knowledge lies they built an the Games Workshop they built an entire um, product line that was instantly their third bestseller on the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay, just from those. Even that first movie came out, they built an entire product line off it, uh, and it's still going. I won't say strong, but it's going. It, it's still selling. Yet you mentioned to them the number of awful movies that have been produced for 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 Warhammer or for well, there isn't any for Warhammer as far as I'm aware, um, but for Forty K. And the the excuse they always give is, "Oh well, if it's a bad movie, it'll put people off." Uh, well No. It wouldn't it makes people aware of your products god damn it you want to you want to expand your fan base you want more than just the you know the fedora wearing neckbeards to come in and scare everyone off then you expand you you open up your fan base you open up your product
0: to new demographics i'll tell you right now the best thing warhammer ever did was that video game yes space, space Marine. Marine video game In terms of getting people to play Warhammer, because space—here's what you need: if you need to play Warhammer, you need may have to spend a bunch of money. You want to play Space Marine? You buy Space Marine.
2: Yeah, it's it's criminal that that game's like three dollars or something like that on Steam right now.
0: Yeah, it's a a very good game too. Yeah, but I mean that comes back to like you know I mean I'm going to just pick on the elephant in the room. Let's let's pick on George Lucas. Because uh-huh. George, Lucas, George <laughs> Lucas is the purest example of barrier to entry I've ever seen. He, he he put out three movies. They were pretty good movies, and they weren't great. I actually, I actually think the original trilogy is nowhere near as good as people think it is.
1: But he no, he
0: definitely roasting the goggles with, with it sometimes. They were pretty good. They were, you know, watchable. And then he couldn't stop fucking with them. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. get... The perfectionist artistic impulse, you want to make it better, you wanna you know, you've got new technology, you wanna see what you can do. But because he couldn't stop fucking with them, you can't get into them. Because you never know. Like, we're gonna re release it again. Stop re releasing it, George. Yeah. It's like somebody said on
2: Twitter the other day that they they realize now that they are never actually going to be able to see the original Cut of Star Wars.
0: No. It doesn't exist anymore. No, he fucked up
2: the he fucked up the negatives.
0: Yeah, it's it's gone. That the the original cut of Star Wars is gone, but more to the point though, after he got done doing that, he spent about a good fifteen years doing that. Then he made the the, the, the the prequel trilogy, and as I said, said a million times, making a prequel is always dicey because you know how it ends. Yeah, you know what you know what has to happen. Like while watching it, you know what's going to happen at least in broad strokes. Like you see Obi Wan, you know he ends up on a cave on Tatooine. Yeah, You see Yoda, you know he ends up in a swamp. So that, there's a danger right there. That's a barrier to entry right there. Because if you go into those films not knowing that somehow, um, you know, you're a kid. I, I, I have a really good story about a kid watching the uh, the, the original trilogy when it got re-released in 97. A uh, kid in the theater with me. He, At the point where, in, in Empire Strikes Back, where Vader says, no, Luke, I'm your father. This kid gets up and screams, holy shit, mom! This kid's like 12. He's like yeah. 12 years old. He's like, holy shit, mom, did you hear that, mom? Holy shit. He, he would, then, like, the best part is, we all broke, we left the theater, then they put on Return of the Jedi. We go in and we watch that one, and I guarantee you, the part where you find out Leia's a sister, holy shit, mom! Uh, holy shit, mom! Then if you think
2: about it now, if, if you get a kid that, you know that same situation who's then watched one through six in the right order, you get to that part, Luke, I am your father, and they're like,
0: duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So what's your point? The, best, the I best already knew watching this. There's been people... This is the thing about fandoms here in a nutshell. There are people who have worked out the optimal viewing scenario to preserve the mystery.
1: I've seen this. That's,
0: and yes. That's, that's Lucas's fault in a nutshell. That that is necessary is Lucas's fault. Whether or not you think the, pre- the, the, the prequel trilogy is good or not, and we can debate that one. I actually think it's better than most people do, but I don't think it's great or anything. Mm. But whether or not you like them or hate them, their very existence... Obscures the the movies. They make them. They make the movies harder to get yeah. into. And and then he decided, I'm going to let people produce anything they want as long as it's going be a licensed product, and we'll have all these books and all these toys and all these movies. It it's like a combination of it's like he set around to make the most obscure, la- layered, complex goulash of a fandom he could, mm-hmm. where they go back twenty thousand mm-hmm. years. But stuff happens 20,000 years ago, where there's an entire series of games and books and movies See. set 5,000 years ago. And it looks exactly yep. the same as now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all on Lucas. That's why when that's people thing, are like, yeah, I, Disney's going to ruin it. No way is Disney going to ruin it. Disney's going to clean it up. Um, yeah. I, I don't
2: mind the idea of the expanded universe, but when you give... These, you know, basically give everyone carte blanche to write whatever you want.
1: You get Shark, you get de-
0: you, you get,
2: get Dark, Dark Saber. Saber, you get you Salamiri, you get uh you get all sorts of crap. I mean,
0: the you whole get thing of like, having
2: the moon drops on him.
0: Yeah, the the worst thing they ever did with that whole expanded universe stuff was they have evil aliens whatever they were called. The I can't Vong. Yeah, the Yuzon Vong come in and it's just like that's not Star Wars. Yes, we are immune to the
2: force, but the
0: it's force not, is life. We are immune to the force. Oh, it's not. Okay. It's just. It's not Star Wars to have outsiders come in. It's alien invasion storylines. It's Star Wars. Everyone's an alien. You know. It just. It, it got to the point where that's the danger with any fandom. Besides, like all the social stuff we've already talked about, I think we've pretty much handled like the idea of not being inclusive to minorities, not being inclusive yeah, to yeah. women, not even being inclusive to anyone. You know, you if you want to if you want to call yourself a Star Wars fan, you have to know the Mandalorians. What? What about I mean, them? I <laughs> was watching I was
2: watching a video uh, the other day on YouTube who, uh, that went into this sort of stuff, and the amount of just messing around. Um, if you've played any of the old Republic games, any of them, you know, even from the the Xbox One game, it's always been an accepted fact that uh, Korriban, in all the games. Korriban is the the right. the home of the Sith, the you know the, where the Sith rose to power, the the race itself. That's their home home planet. Yeah, then you watch the Clone Wars, and for no apparent reason, it's now called Morriban because Lucas thought mm, Morriban sounds better. He
1: just fucked over th- what five six games. How many? No more. No matter. How, no ma- uh, Sorry. How many uh, books? Uh how many and you
2: know, can you, know, you
0: can make the statement that he always made that you know the movies would be canon first and he wasn't worried about all that stuff but you took our money man yeah you
2: know, I mean, even that when it's when it's when it's the, your, exactly when it's your games even books okay look the books i know they i know you can make money off the books as well but that's just that, that i can understand that's the star wars expanded universe was fan fiction on a professional level okay but when it's the games that your company LucasArts, has produced or been involved in, you've had say in this, and then you decide, you know what, eh, I don't like that, I'm going to change it.
0: Yeah, The thing with Lucas is, it, again, it comes back down to the same problem we get with the Indiana Jones movies, where you know he makes a fourth Indiana Jones movies, and suddenly there's aliens, because you know aliens are cool. Yeah. It, it, I, I really do actually respect George Lucas and like him a lot better than most people do, but he he has this real problem of there's no one to tell him no. Yeah. There's no one to say that's a bad idea. Sometimes that guy is necessary, and that's the thing. Like they create these like hodgepodge fandoms. Yeah, like there's some, just some, you know, some
2: creators need a leash.
0: And ah, uh, it just when you do this, when you make these incredibly convoluted fandoms, people turn themselves into gatekeepers, and mm-hmm. fandoms don't freaking need f- gatekeepers. This should The whole point of a fandom should be come along and enjoy this thing it with shouldn't us. Listen to the gates, yeah, exactly. Not you don't get to enjoy it because you don't know enough about it yet. How the hell am I supposed to learn about it if you won't let me in the door? Like This, this isn't the Knights Templar, man. This isn't a secret society. You're not the Illuminati. Even if you're LARPing as the Illuminati, you're not actually the Illuminati. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now I just have to get you guys into a game of the Illuminati, so... <laughs>
0: It is a pretty fun card game. I'll give it that.
1: It is. Um, So um, before we wrap it up real quick, um, I do want to mention Dana wrote a piece that I'm pretty sure the entire internet has already seen, but in case you haven't, um, it's also devoted to the subject of how not to be inclusive. And it is called uh, what's good for sales is not good for comics. And it is on madefail.net on the front page. Uh, I encourage you all to check it out. Um, guys, um, first question, any ideas on how to be more inclusive when you're in a Don't fandom? be
2: a dick. Basically, yeah, it's it's the law of Wheaton. Um, you know, just yeah. include, try and include other people. I mean, there's, I mean, from personal experience, okay, again, as I mentioned, I do play, uh, at the minute I play Yu-Gi-Oh on a, on a Sunday, um, just cause my friends, we dug out as old decks and decided to go along. And a couple of it's been a, well, it must have been over a year now. But um, there was this one young kid. He must have been ten. His his mum had to come down and you know and chaperone him basically. And he was getting battered from pillar to post by all these tournament decks. I mean, if you go on YouTube, uh, YouTube, if you go on eBay, you'll see the sort of prices these some of these cards go for. Um, at the minute, I was trying to build a deck where there's individual cards that are worth forty pounds just for a card i and i think I'm, i think I might be not bothering with that one um but at the same time that you know there's these sort of guys that will spend this money and they're absolutely dominating and destroying kids, and they're just showing up with their blue Eyes white dragons deck because I've seen it on the on the cartoon and wanna play cards and this kid he had no chance of learning i i i I tried sitting down and you know and just going through his deck and helping him out, and I realized that the only way he was going to get any sort of competition was by becoming. The same as these guys. And I don't think I don't think that really sat well with him because I mean a few months later he just stopped coming altogether. It it put him off because he, he had no chance. He was getting dominated and I had a word with a couple of the guys and brought it up on a couple of forums and they were like, So what? We don't need scrubs. I'm like, dude. And and slowly but surely I've noticed that the 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 the, the number of guys that are showing up to the Sundays, it used to be twenty, thirty, forty people. Now regularly it's like eight. 12
1: 10 and I'll, and I'll say the same thing that I said one day and I mentioned this about uh, DC why aren't more people picking up our products why aren't more people showing up yeah.
0: well it comes down to like it always comes down to the same bloody thing F- people you you just because you like something doesn't mean you own it yeah and now that I've slagged on George Lucas I'll slag on Star Wars fans Star Wars fans think they own Star Wars like to a ridiculous degree. They yeah. act like George Lucas is the monster they must slay, and Star Wars is the prize to be taken from his wreaved corpse. No, he made Star Wars. Whether or not you like what he yeah. did or not, he made it. If he wants to do terrible things to it, that's his call. I will, I'm will. i okay with calling those things terrible, but you don't own the thing you like just because you like it. You don't own it against him, and you don't own it against the other people who like it. It's It's the same thing with comic books. It's the same thing with gaming. Like, you, you mentioned before, like, hardcore raiders who won't even, like, you know, look at people. And that's, there's, like, there's people looking for, like, super high eye levels to even let people run, like, random dungeons with them. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, the
2: guys that are like, uh, I need to see your achievement list and your level score, uh, your, like, your item score. I was like, what?
0: Yeah. You don't own this dungeon. I, if you do, I guess you should start charging rent or something because there's a lot <laughs> of monsters in here. Maybe you should clean that up. Oh, wait, I'm a hero. I can go in and do that for you. And then these are the same guys
2: that the week after will be like, oh, why is there nobody online? Oh, why is there yeah. nobody queuing up to raid?
0: Yeah. It's, I, I myself, I've, I've burned out pretty hard on raiding for a number of reasons. Not, not this particular reason, but if you don't welcome people, you can't be surprised when they don't come. it's that simple. And you don't have to welcome them by giving them wet, sloppy kisses at the front door. You just don't act like you own the damn thing.
2: Yeah, you you know, with with some people it's not even welcoming. It's just just try tolerating somebody other than your own little
0: clique. Yeah. (laughs) And it really is, it is that simple. If you, can, like, if you can restrain your more monstrous impulses, whatever they happen to be, if, if it you know, comes down to like, you know, hey, I got an idea for a T-shirt that's wildly inoffensive and cruel to people that are not like myself. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't make that T-shirt. Ding! You know, ah. Like, you know, why this is so beyond people, I don't know.
1: Basically, folks, treat people as you would like to be treated. Or oh,
0: hell, just don't treat them like crap. Yeah, I hate I hate to
1: see it distilled down to that point, but yeah, really don't treat him like crap. Don't 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 treat don't him like tr- don't treat them like Ted Kord sentences. if you're DC Comics. <sighs> they just yeah, brought I him back. I'm I'm afraid. Of, I'm afraid he's, a, to see he's what actually to like
0: him. he's he's younger, and I guess he's wearing glasses.
1: Oh, so they Tony Starked him?
0: They Peter Parkered him pretty hard, but you know what? It was it's not that bad. I, it's it's kind of like DC has decided to start turning the corner. They just had to do that one last absolutely terrible thing, so they did future you know, future's end, and that's just like, wow, holy wow. Wow, it's everything. It's like it's it's like that suitcase from Pulp Fiction, or like that Star Trek episode with the guy in a box that you couldn't look at and you'd go insane. Hmm. Futures End is the comic
1: perversion yeah. of that guy. You open
0: it up and you're like everything that is wrong at once. Look at Superman's torso <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was afraid of torsos. Okay. Well, and uh that sounds about it. Anything else you guys want to promote before uh, we leave? I
0: guess I could promote my books, but I mean I I feel awkward doing that. So uh Yeah. Sure. Show. Uh, show, show, we'll, show.
1: Show We'll, show. we'll, we'll, link, we'll link to, okay, link to we'll them. them.
0: It's easier to link to them anyway. Yeah, I mean if you just, want to look uh, them up they're on Amazon, yeah. uh look for Matt Rossi. Matthew Rossi, sorry. Um, there's two of them there, plus one that I wrote back in 2004. That's from monkey brain monkey brain, by the way, puts out good comic books. So you should go read their comics. Uh, Edison Rex is a monkey brain books, comics. So you should go read that.
2: And Gav, where can we find um, you? On primarily the internet? just with my Twitter, uh, at Sonic Gav S O N I K G A V. I'm one of those, you know, hipsters that spells things with K's instead of C's. Um, other than that, not really anywhere. The, the podcasts that I mentioned earlier in the show, I do have a YouTube channel, but it's pretty much me singing karaoke. Um, that's all. We'll link to that. We'll link
1: I don't care. Yeah, I'll make Dana watch it <laughs> because I know the one song you do. Yeah, it's a favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, other places we could find you is uh, let's see. Tra- uh, where's He'll transmission awesome that guy with the that guy with I don't
2: the- think I'm not. A, I'm not an official member of the channel Awesome. Uh, I'm literally you know the. Um, the um, co-host of Transmission Awesome. Um, but it will be with myself, royalty and Chrissy Diggs. Um, so I'll be on there uh, at some point in the next coming weeks. Um, obviously over at LordCat's channel on uh, Wednesday night for Tudukin, um Over at uh, twitch.tv slash IW Chronicles, I think that's the full thing.
1: Oh, yeah, why yeah, Ruler of Time's um, stream. Um, for- yeah. And it can also be found on podcastgarden.com slash IW slash podcast yep, slash and we're, on, by uh, we're
2: on iTunes with that one as well and then again on Sunday over at Zulu Tango's um, uh, Twitch stream for uh, Expedition Dump which is the movie one okay we X-Men
1: this right. week excellent uh, well gentlemen thank you for joining us on this episode 73 of Made a Fail I figured it out finally and uh, we will catch you all later <laughs> Hello, listeners. It's your editor, Devin. Do you have questions? Comments? Cute pictures of cats? Please come to madeoffail.net to share them. Madeoffail.net, all one word. chat thing or post call or post post show thing that's what I was post post
0: thing (laughs) new post cereal with more Godzilla than you ever thought imaginable
1: that would be awesome Godzilla marshmallows you think it would be but
0: in my experience Those marshmallows are actually made out of, like, mummy droppings or something. Mm. (laughs) And there's no way they're a bit as big as the advertise on the uh, poster. This cereal is part of a huge balanced breakfast. And they show everything else that would be in the balanced breakfast. It's like juice, toast, eggs. It's like, seriously, at this point, throw the cereal out. (laughs) There's your balanced breakfast. It's over there. Put this stuff away. (laughs) Just everything orbiting that cereal is far better for you than the cereal. Just take the bowl and dump it in the sink.